Okay, Bukatov. Um today's today's daf is Lamad Zayan. We pick up in the middle of Lamad Vav and Mutbat. We're in the middle of this wonderful Sugi of Prusbo. Um and we just dealt with the fact about how Hillel could establish Prusbo. Isn't that undermining a direct the principle of uh that uh Shemitah knows the debts? And the Gemara basically said, Well nowadays the annulling of debts is rabbinic and then it said, Okay, well how did they create that rabbinic annulling of debts? That itself is a problem. And then the Gemara introduced the idea of Hesker based in Hefker that they can go ahead and change issues of ownership of property, uh, which for Rashi actually was a sufficient answer to, even if Shemitah was biblical, that would, that power gives Hillel the power to create Prisbo because they can reassign questions about, about money. Uh, welcome back. So, um, um, but again, the point Tosos made is that part of the question here is not just the mechanics of Prisbo and how mecha- and how can he use a mecha- the mechanics to circumvent the Deoraita. The question was more like, how could Hillel do such a thing? Like, how is it proper to directly attack a Deoraita, or not attack, but like circumvent the Deoraita? I mean, that's why the, it was a more satisfying answer to say it was rabbinic. But that actually does point to the way Hillel framed the issue to begin with. Hillel against the popular conception did not frame the issue as this is too hard on the people let's find a workaround he framed the issue as there's a trade-off here for one director for the other You'll annul- we're annulling the debt but people are violating the prohibition about not lending to the poor so in order to save from a violation of this mitzvah we have to find a way to do something about the annulling of the debt but it was sort of a, a type of a, uh, of, 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 of a weighing of one Doraita against another, and that's obviously an important way of framing it if you're going to be circumventing this one Doraita. Anyway, so that's the basic institution um, of Prusbo. Now the Gemara continues with the following. So in the middle of Lamed Vav Amod Bet, Ibailahu, about 12 lines down, line starts with the word Manchilin, um, or the next one starts with the word so about, uh, right, the opposite of Ozzel's now, about 15 lines down. Ibailahu, they create the following question. Kid can hear a prisbo, Ladare, who to talk in? Odium, Ladare, Alma, now we're talking. To do it just for his generation or for future generations? Which is a funny question because you didn't ask those questions about any of the other Tikkun alums that were done in the past. Um, but maybe, there, so what is the reason the Gemara wants to suggest that this might be limited? So it could be because it was framed as a assessing the reality of his time. Right? The Previous takanot were not based on recognizing a current assessment. Okay, um, I mean, it did say by the Amana Hashpia, but it was not. But that might have to reflect a more ongoing type of a concern. This sort of seems to be like he recognized a particular problem in his time. So maybe that's partly why. Maybe partly because um, since it really is circumventing a deal right, uh, it was a very radical thing to do, and maybe we don't want to sort of uh, see this as a temporary change. So um, or maybe. Maybe it was, I mean, as a permanent change. Maybe it wasn't sort of made as a permanent type of a change. So we raised the question. Was it for his generation or for future generations? Um, so Gmar says, Lamai Nafkim, you know, what would be a relevant application of this? Leave it too late. If can we annul Hillel Takana? Okay, so there's again, like we saw sort of by the case of the Almana, that there was a pushback and a way of preventing her from making a nether, for according to some of Orion. And here too, the Gemara is saying, well, maybe we don't like Prisbal anymore. Maybe there's not as much of a need. Maybe in general we're uncomfortable with it so maybe we can annul it if he just did it for his generations so then we could annul it um, meaning maybe it's enforced now but maybe it's more enforced just by habit but not because it really has the strength of his of his uh, you know ruling behind it but if he established it for all future generations and that was the force of his takana then we wouldn't have the ability a later basin cannot annul the legislation of an earlier one unless it's larger than it so are we just doing it now out of like out of like a you know minhag essentially out of a force of habit or because we want to be doing it but not because we actually have the edict that you know about it or actually are, is the edict in place so the Gemara says um, okay so the Gemara says like this my so what's the story? So Tarshma, come in here. The Amr Shmuel, Lokas Vinam Prisbal, El Ibevedina de Sura. Ibevedina de Narda. You can only write a Prisbal in like these major Torah centers. The basin of Surah and the basin of Naharda, like the 
central basin of the region. Okay? Why is that true? If this was a, uh, an edict for all generations, obviously Shmua want, uh, Hillel wanted this to be a prevalent type of a tool that people could use, so why he should have empowered presumably all Batidinim. If you're going to limit it to some central baiting, maybe it means that in principle it no longer applies, and you need, if it's maybe based on the power of Hefker based in Hefker, yeah. right? So maybe you need a central basing, meaning maybe we're no longer doing it based on the power of Hillel's original Takana, the power of that original Takana, Hillel's sort of authority no longer is what makes it binding, and now if we want it to be binding, we need the authority of a current Beitin to use the power of Hefker Beitin Hefker, maybe we need the central Beitin, that would be the only logic to set limit it to the central Batedin, okay, so the Gemara says, and maybe that proves it's two things, number one, like not only can we annul it, but to some degree we almost don't even have to annul it, maybe the general authority of this institution no longer is in place, and the only way that, because uh, Hillel's, you know, authority is no longer behind it, and the only way to make it work is through a basin that has really a, 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 a very, a, you know, a, a central basin that has the power of Hefker based in Hefker. That's the argument. So the Gemara says, isn't that, doesn't that seem to be the case? So the Gemara says, these are the days of no, no. Maybe this is part of Hillel's original takana that even when original, Hillel originally said it, he himself wanted it to be limited to using the ba- a central basin that is empowered to be motzi mamon to extract money that is empowered with hefker based in hefker. Okay, avaluchuli but not for other generations. Okay, not for other bateidin. So it is bizarre because if Hillel does it, he's obviously trying to address a broad societal concern and you want to make it available, you know, to as many people as possible. Um, but, no, maybe since it still is a radical idea, maybe Hillel originally limited its use to using a central basin that represents the power of Hefker based in Hefker. Okay? So the argument is, is that if we're limiting it to the central Batidin, maybe you have to do it on their authority now, not on Hillel's authority. And that's why they need to be so powerful and central. And the answer is no, even if it is based on Hillel's authority, maybe Hillel wanted to limit it to these because it is such this radical thing of, of, of changing the Doraita, of circumventing the Doraita. He wanted to limit it to these central Batidin. So we don't know the answer. By the way, parenthetically, this Gemara is very important, not only for provable purposes, but because it indicates that the idea of Hefker Beitin Hefker is limited to central Batidin. And to the degree that, you know, and highly authoritative Batidin. And to the degree that the idea of, um, of Hafka's Kiddushin, alright, uh, is, is somewhat dependent on Hefker Beitin Hefker. Rashi says, because Chazal can go ahead and say the money given, the ring given was really a gift and it wasn't given as Kesef Kiddushin, so then that's a question of what type of Bate Din can be involved in, some, in the whole idea of Hefker based in Hefker. Okay, so this is a very important Gemara in terms of Hefker based in Hefker and uh, how that type might intersect with Hafka's Kiddushin. But, that, yeah, that, that's the legal connection between Hefker based in Hefker and Hafka's Kiddushin? Not necessarily. No, no. Well Rashi, well, Rashi said when the Gemara said it was easier to do for Kesef, Rashi said because of Hefker based in Hefker. But then the Gemara says you do have Kos Kiddushin even for like Kiddushin yeah. Bia. Yeah. So then yeah. the Gemara said I'll die to the Rabbanah Mikadesh. That would be fine. That's just because the person's ah. das is to do it with based on the will of Chazal. Ah. But at least, but if some of, but if at least in the case of Kesef Kiddushin, it part, might partly be based on this Hefker based in Hefker. It's just worth noting. But yes, in the end, it seems that Hefker's Kiddushin is not based on that. All right. So now the Gemara continues. Um, so a, so a, it's maybe it might, according to Shmuel, it might be limited to central Batedin, but that doesn't totally prove whether it's based on Hill's Takana or not. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, Tashma, come in here, another statement of Shmuel. Dama Shmuel, hi, Pruzbo, Bu Pruzbo, this Pruzbo, Ubna Dedainehu. This is like the, uh, the, the embarrassment, thank you, of the judges. Okay, so this is consistent with Shmuel's other statement that he's trying to very much limit Pruzbo. So one way he limits it to central Batedinim, and now he's sort of saying this whole thing is an embarrassment. Presumably it's an embarrassment because we're circumventing this Torah law, um, or what looks like a Torah law, even if Shmita nowadays is rabbinic. And Iyah Yashar Chayel Avatlinei. 
if I would have the strength, I would nullify it, okay? I, well, I'd like to get rid of this whole institution. So that also might be what provoked the Gemara's question of can we annul it? Because the Gemara was aware that Shmuel had expressed his uh, displeasure with this and his desire to annul it, okay? Now, again, why is he trying to annul it? Maybe he feels it's an embarrassment that we're circumventing this idea, this, even if it's not a Torah law, it looks like a Torah law of, uh, of, of, of annulling the death. Maybe he felt that in his generation it was counterproductive. Maybe he felt in his generation it, people would annul their debts and would be prepared to annul their debts, right? And because we have found this workaround, or maybe most people would have, because we found this workaround, nobody is doing it, right? So that's like, you know, that, that's sort of like things that happen now by Mechir's Chomets, right? They, got, they started this whole became thing. about It became a farce. They started this whole thing that people had, had like, really had no way of getting rid of their Chomets and had thousands of dollars, let's say, you know, whatever. So they went ahead and they created this fiction of selling their Chomets. And by the way, at the time when that started, a lot of posts were against it. Okay, but fine, that got started. There was a real need for it. But then what happened? Then it became completely widespread so that 95% of people that could just normally get rid of their chametz are selling it. And I mean, I know somebody who basically, if there's, mom, I told you yeah. that I am not making this up. There was a sale a week before Pesach on like, on like cereal. You know, like $2 a box. But it was about 20 boxes of it, put it in their basement or whatever, in their pantry, and then sold it out for Pesach. You know? It's like, so the whole thing is like, I, I would say, Yashicheli, I would be Mavato, Mechir's Chametz, except for like major, you know, uh, companies that really have like no choice. So maybe Shmuel felt in his generation we would be much better off not to have Prozbol and have people and all their debts and people are prepared to do that for the small debts. Okay? So, and maybe, you know, again, maybe limit it to big needs and that's why you want to central, have it in a central basin so people that really, you know, have a high threshold, so people that really, really need to will do it. Okay, so Shmuel had this issue that he was obviously against it and that's maybe why the Gemara raised the question is it for future generations is it based on the authority of Hillel or is it possible that we're now just doing it by habit as it were and that really you could go ahead and annul it if you wanted to yes? This is actually Haley. is he talking about physical strength? No like a courage or okay, political strength no, I don't. Well, I don't think. I think it more means like uh, you know, if I had the courage based on my colleagues, if I had the pol- you know religious political strength, if I did, you know, I don't think. I think it sort of means like if I had the chutzpah, this is what I would do. Okay, that's normally how it's used. The recognition that they couldn't muster a day No, it doesn't seem to be. Let's see what the Gemara says. Okay, okay, because the, because the Gemara seems to bring. Okay, Rav Nachman Amar Akaimine, and Rav Nachman says. Um, um, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Okay, Avatline. Avatline, Vine Basin, Yakovato, Divech, Chabel, and King Godel, and Menabakal Minion. How does Shmuel think he can do this? You're not allowed to annul it unless you're larger based in. So. So it must be that it's no longer based on the authority of Hillel. That would make sense. And that's consistent with Shmuel's other statement. So Shmuel says, no. Hachikamar. Miyashachayo Yosef. And now you see there's something that anticipated your explanation. It means, I know I can't do anything about it because it's still based on Hillel's authority. But if I only were to have, it's like it's a wistful statement. If I only were to be larger than Hillel, I would get rid of it. All right? But nevertheless, you combine the two statements of Shmuel and clearly Shmuel does not like this institution. He wants to limit it. It's only a major base and create a high threshold for use. And he ideally would like to get rid of it. And the man says that on the face of it looks like it's not based on Hillel's authority anymore, but that might not be what he's saying. Maybe it is based on Hillel's authority. <laughs> okay, that's Shmuel's position. Rav Nachman Amar women. Rav Nachman says, Akaimina. No, I would actually establish it and affirm it. So the Gemara says, Akaimina, you'd establish it, Hamekim Rakai. Who needs you? It's already established, okay? Again, maybe if it's no longer based on Hillel's authority, he would say, I would reestablish it. You know, but again, that gets to that question. Is it still based on Hillel's authority? So the Gemara says, This is what he's saying. I would say a thing about it. I would find a way to make it more widespread. That even if you didn't write a prosbo, it's as if it's written. It's so standard that we assume that people want to write it that you don't even have to uh, say anything. If you take a look, Rashi says, um, at about 20 lines before the end, that it would just be implicit in every loan. You wouldn't even have to do anything. It would be automatic. 
So you have Shmuel that wants to basically get rid of it, or extremely limited to use, and you have others that want to make it completely trivial. We're going to do it automatically, okay? And by the way, in the... What? You'd want to preach. Right. And by the way, in the Rishonim and in the Poskim, there are... I should just say right now, right, and this is very relevant because, you know, Rav, Rav Cook discusses this Gemara as a lens towards to the degree that Hashemotos Ksofim uh, reflects on Shemitas Karka, so as a le- you know, and Rav Cook had his work around about Heter Mechira as a lens towards different opinions about the status of Shemitah nowadays. And there really are like three opinions in the Rishonim. Some say it's still right, uh, okay, um, even though there's no Yova, which is a hard position, but it's possible, okay. Some say that it's the Rabbanon, which is the standard position because there's no Yovel and some say that it's only like Minuk Chasidus okay and some of that idea of Minuk Chasidus is like it's strange to say that by Shemitah's Karka but particularly by Shemitah's Ksafim by some of these opinions here and especially if you're talking about Shemitah's Ksafim out of Eretz Yisrael although the Gemara says that when there's Shemitah in Eretz Yisrael there's Shemitah's Ksafim Doraisa out of Eretz Yisrael but uh, now if there's no longer Shemitah Doraisa in Eretz Yisrael how much is this does Shemitah's Ksafim apply outside so the to some Rishonim for some of the, to explain the Gemara to explain how trivial it is for some of Arayim in the Gemara to just automatically apply Prisbo but you don't have to do anything Prisbo is automatic right that they want to say that maybe for them the whole idea of annulling debts nowadays or you know Shemitah annulling debts certainly outside of Israel is only like a min Hasidus and this actually plays out according to some postkim and some postkim some Rishonim and some postkim you don't really have to do anything you know you don't even have to do a Prisbo like basically they essentially pass them like Rav Nachman okay because the whole idea of annulling the debts even from the outset nowadays is only min Hasidus so, if you didn't then you your right right so anyway so there so that is the range you have Shmuel that wants to basically completely do away with Prisbol or limit it as much as possible. Again, for what, who knows what the reason is? Does he feel the weight of the idea of Shemitah's Ksafim? Is it because the whole thing is an embarrassment to work around? Is it because practically it's being abused and there's really very little need for it? So Shemuel wants to significantly limit Prisbol, almost get rid of it. And Rav Nachman wants to make it automatic and wants to make it completely prevalent. Um, yes. Oh, I and mean, when you get the chance to talk about that Tosfot, I, I think it's a really great Tosfot. Which? About, you know, when something automatically about to, what kind of baking you need. Mm, okay, I don't want to talk about it now. I mean, I'm sorry, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say, I'll mention, Tosfot has a discussion, right? When do we say when, uh, when do we say you need a bigger basin to annul, and when do we say that a Takana doesn't need a bigger basin, is automatically annulled, or certainly doesn't need a bigger basin if it's not accepted by the populace, if it's Ein Rovat Sibu Yacholamodbo, if it's not Nispashtet, but Yisrael, there's certain types of takanot that might not that might be able to be annulled with a with not a larger basin, or maybe sometimes even automatically. So that's the issue in Tosfos. Okay, so you got me to talk about it. Back to the Gemara. Um, so the Gemara says like this: Ibayilhu about again about ten lines from the bottom. They raise the following question: Hi Ubna, this language that's an embarrassment or irishnet uh, chutzpahu. Is it well here now? The Gemara says not embarrassment. Is it like that? It's a, the chutzpah of the dayanim. How do you turn this? It's a temerity or whatever that they're going ahead and uh, circumventing a doraita and therefore I want to limit it oh listen to the chusahu or does it mean it's like it makes their lives too easy okay so what does that mean so um, so anyway so Rashi says Rashi says that it means that they only made this um, um, you know as a way of sort of, of making things easy on the judges because if they didn't have uh, Prisbol then they would have to uh, everybody would, would be would be sort of petitioning the court right before Shemitah and everybody would be trying to collect their loans right before Shemitah so they made this Prisbol not so much to help the people but to alleviate the courts that they don't get flooded with the well, you know with all I don't know anyway that's the Gemara's question it's a strange question maybe the Gemara's pushing back against Shmuel okay Tashma coming here the Amar Ula so this is describing the idea of, uh, of the Chet uh, Ha'egel and it says like it's a disgrace for the Kawa the bride that she uh, that she fornicated she committed adultery right there under her chuppah there they were receiving the Torah they were standing under the chuppah at Har Sinai right it's holding is the metaphor of the marriage and they go ahead and they go and they worship other gods and they commit the and they do and they do the Egel so there you see Aluva means that it's a disgrace okay Amar of Mari Bra 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 Bra
digress for a moment. What's the Pasuk? Ad Shemelch near While the king is still in his uh, in the chuppah, that's what it says Misibo means, or like the the, the meal, um, um my uh, my my fragrance uh, lost its aroma. So there we are, we're right at the wedding chuppah and uh, I lost my you know, my, my, my charm and my favor, my 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 uh, my good repute was all lost because uh went ahead and worshipped the ego. Amarava Adayan Chavivusa Hugaban. Even though we have committed the sin, we are still beloved to God. Because it says my my you know fragrance uh, went away, but it didn't say it became it stenched. Okay, so it stank. So therefore, it's not uh, God still loves us. Okay, back to back to this. By the way, now that we mentioned aluva, right, to be like disgraced or whatever, we're going to have a little play. Those that are disgraced but do not uh, do not return disgrace. Um, they hear people they hear themselves being like uh, shamed and um, they do not respond um, you know people embarrassing them and they don't respond serve God out of love and they welcome uh, or they rejoice in uh, in, in affliction it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know it's a, it's mechaper on their avonos or something and then the verse says and those that love God will be as powerful in the future, you know, like the uh, like when the sun comes out in its strength. Okay, so uh, so it's interesting sort of shift from the sinning of the um, of the what do you call it of the of the of the kala when the embarrassment or the shame is deserved to those that are that people shame them unjustly and they're willing to you know to not to not respond in kind. Um, one wonder, I, it, it might just be like an, another just a line of a goddess or like a loose association, but one also wonders if this is a response to Shmuel who says that the uh, that the prisbo uh, is the shame of the Dayanim and Shmuel wants to respond to being shamed by the prisbo and he wants to get rid of it. <laughs> so the Gemara is saying, you know what? Be the aluvim and ain't be the nelovim and ain't them Like you know, deal with that problem that you've got. It's important to maintain this institution. That's my little drash on the drash. Okay. Anyway, back to this. But we do see two interesting different approaches to to prisbo, to whether we like want to em- uh, embrace it and spread it, or we want to get rid of it. So the gemara says like this: My prisbo. What does the word prisbo mean? Amar of chizda prus buli ubuti. Okay. So the pros, which Rashi says means a takanad, Rashi says an establishment for the boli and buti. Bully and booty, bully elu ashirim dechsev v'shavatiet ge'on uschem. I will break the uh, haughtiness of your strength. V'tani rav yosef elu bulaot shebiyuda. These are the bulaot in Yehuda, which presumably means the wealthy, the powerful class. Booty elu aniim and the booty are the poor. Dechsev haveta avitenu. You shall surely loan them. Like the word avot is like a collateral. So booty are those that money is lent to. So he says this is a takana that helps both the wealthy and the poor. It helps the poor because people will lend them money, and it helps the wealthy because it allows them to collect the money. Now, the actual etymology of the word prosbo is close to that, but not exactly that. Um, basically, the word boule is a Greek word, which is a council, um, and um, I think that here, I, I just... I, 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 well, here, here's from Klein's Dictionary. He writes, quote, probably shortened from Pros Boule Bouliton, before the assembly of the counselors. So Boule were the Roman counselors, which were the wealthy class, or the sort of, you know, the powerful class, or the Gemara's identifying of Boule with Ashirim, but it's not the Ashirim who are lending the money. It's the idea that it's essentially, you present it before the court. It's handed over to the court. Okay? From pros towards, against, before, in the presence of, of Boule, counsel the assembly. Okay? The Boule mentioned here is the same as the Gemara, in the Gemara, although the etymology is different, the lower house of the modern Greek legislator is known as the boule. Okay, so that's probably that's generally what okay. the understanding is. Something like a like it's sort of like lifnei hadayanim, right? You give it, you transfer your debt to the court. Okay. Back to the Gemara. Amai Rava Lulauza. Rava said to a uh, foreign speaker, so maybe they realized that this was of Greek extraction or something. My um, prusbo. What's the etymology of the word prusbo? Amai Pursa de Milsa, which is like the uh, half of something. Okay. So uh, what does that say? Um, 
proves, oh no, I'm sorry, it's a Takana Rashi says. It means it's something that was done to fix the matter. Um, okay, Pursa de Milsa. Okay, I know how Rashi knows Pursa means to fix it. Anyway, back to the Gemara. Uh, or to the Gemara. Continuing. Amrav Yud Amashmuel. There's so many names in Prisbo. Orphans who are coming to collect their father's debt do not need a Prisbo written for them. Okay, again, maybe we're, uh, you, know, you know, orphans don't have to be like a 10 year old that father, you know, it could be somebody that's 40 that father's died and now has to collect the debt. But even if you're not sort of, you know, underage, maybe you're not totally, you know, always immediately aware of, you know, the father died like a week before Shemitah, the, you know, the, de- the end of the end of the Shemitah year and the de- debts were about to be annulled, you know, it didn't occur to you that you had to go ahead and take care of all of the, uh, you know, of the debts. You weren't even aware of the debts so you were going to write a prusbo. So it says like, well, the father, I understand, he was sick for the last year leading up to whatever his death, I don't understand, that's not a good idea. Anyway, the point is, is that we have a little bit of Rahmanus here, like, you know, that you're caught in this situation, and therefore, don't worry about it. You don't need to write a prisma. we got it taken care of. Okay, and we'll see why in a minute. They don't need to. Now, why not? Maybe because we're this whole thing, like we saw before, by Rav Nachman, you know, we could just create this whole fiction altogether, you know, so maybe he doesn't even need anything written. Um, although Rav Nachman said that maybe when, as soon as the debt was written, it was implicitly given over. Here, we're not saying it by everybody. We're just saying it by Yisomin. So what's the mechanism through which we, we say it? So say they don't have to take care of Prisbo. So, so here's the answer. That Ramnamliel and his Basin, they are the fathers of the orphans. They're taking over the concerns of the orphans. Now why it mentions Ramnamliel is not clear. Rashi says that that's just when this mission was written. But it basically means that we as Chazal sort of take our, you know, sort of see it as our responsibility to, 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 to protect your interests. So since we see it as our responsibility to protect your interests, it's not just what motivated us to say you don't have to write a Prisbo. That's the mechanism why you don't have to write a Prisbo. Since we're protecting your interests, your loans are already under our care. So since the debt, you know, the, since the money owed to you, we're taking, we're presenting ourselves as the, the, the court is here to protect the interests of the orphans, so their loans are already our responsibility. Okay, not the money they borrowed, the money owed to them is already their, our responsibility and they don't have to give the, give the loans over to the court. So that's why they don't need to do it. Okay, so now we're going to say Sanan Hassan. So now we're going to continue to see these issues. On the one hand, what type of requirements do we make that might sort of be technical as a way of making it seem like we're doing something real here in terms of the prisbo? And on the other hand, to what degree do we try to make it very, very easy for people to do the prisbo? Some of that uh, tension that existed between Shmuel and Rav Nachman earlier. So, yes. Um, yeah, yes. Is it interesting that Rashi says that he's bringing a brighter or that Morayim bring brighter? Yeah. So, no, Tani, he brings, he brings the brighter. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. Okay. It's not awesome. We taught over there in Shvius. Um, you can only write a prisbal if the, if the, if the, if the, if the debtor has land. Now, why is this? Okay, so there could be two reasons. Rashi and Tosus both say one, but they also imply the other. One reason Rashi just says is, well, we only allowed a takana of prisbo for classic cases, standard cases. We don't make cases that are not shriach. And any a classic case of lending money is that uh, somebody has land. You only lend money to somebody with land so you can collect from it. Now, the reality is that that's really not true on small loans. Also, there's things such as collateral that people give when they don't have land. Um, but maybe that's part of the point. Maybe part of the point is, like I said before, we only want this principle to address cases of large loans. Maybe small loans, people will be okay with the fact that Shemitah will annul. So maybe we wanted to limit it to cases where you were lending with land, with land present, because not only is that like a common case, but that also w- like limits it to cases which need the Takana of principle. The other explanation, one second, is, as we're going to see later, there's two types of loans, I mean there's more, but there's two types that are always quoted together, that Shemitah does not annul. A loan that's given over to the court to collect because then it's not low ghosts I'm not personally collecting it okay and a loan that actually is um um, um, a loan that's uh, what do you call it um, um, when I have a collateral for the loan why is that not the court doesn't know I mean I'm anticipating it more later but uh, you'll see why I'm introducing it now is because if, if I'm holding out the collateral I don't have to exact the money from you I don't have to go to you and pressure you and so on I'm just already in possession of the loan as it were so there's less of an, a collecting that needs to be done so to some degree the prusbo works by Moser Shteros of the Basin it sort of is like giving it over even though it's somewhat of a fiction 
Kim that's giving it over to the court. But what also the Karka does is it allows you to address it from the other end. If there is real estate that can be collected, if you've got money in a bank and I have to find your assets or whatever, it's much more out of my reach. But if there's real estate, it's much more in my reach. You can't hide the real estate, right? The court can always go and seize it. So to some degree, maybe it's more like it's been somewhat collected already. And that's an idea we're going to see. So the combination of Prisbo with Karka might just be because it li- limits it to the types of loans, classic loans, not tiny loans, but also because it might help with some mechanics. It might make it more like the loan is already like e- more easily collected and therefore less, you know, more already in my hands. Yes, David, you had a question. Yes, were we focusing on the idea that the people who had money weren't loaning to the poor. Right. right. So how did poor have land? Yeah. So we're about to see that in a minute. Hold on. Yes. I'm sorry for this. So let's review. So you well, the poor could have a little plot of land that you... Right. Well, I don't know the reality, though. I mean, there are a lot of poor farmers out there. You know, I'm serious. Like in an agricultural society, right, it could be everybody had land, but you had the people that had the big estate and the people were that barely making a living, you know, but might be that like... But, yeah, so I don't know enough the reality. Pros is, um, is, is most of the stuff... Pros is. Uh, something yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> the most of the start to the basin. Right. So who actually collects the loan? money to like where does the money actually come from to repay the debtor? The 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 the, 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 the debtor. I mean, so the, how does he get that? How does, in other words, how does he get his money? How, over time, in other words, essentially, eventually he's going to pay it back. Like anyway, we would eventually gotcha. pay it back. Basin doesn't collect yeah. after Shemitah's over. Whatever they say, give me back my authority to collect my money. Right. He does hold on to it long enough for Shemitah not to annul it. Right, right, right. I mean, nothing. There's no official re-giving. Right. You know, re. They hold on to it. The whole thing is a fiction. The whole thing is a fiction. They're holding on to it long enough to protect it from the annulling of annulment of Shemitah. Okay, fine. So now the Gemara deals with this about what happens if the debtor doesn't have land. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, in Ainlo, if the debtor doesn't have land, see that? So you'll do the guy a favor. I will now give you a square inch of my land, me, the, the creditor, give you, the debtor, a square inch of my land so that will now allow me to write a prusbo. Okay? So, um... What? Well, you, yeah, I mean, I can do it through a third party, though. You, know, you don't have to agree. Okay, Koshu, even a tiny amount. But didn't that be a hole for you, then? Yeah, that's an interesting point. How could you do Zach and the Adam So the idea is, since the actual taking possession of Karka is a Zuchus, even though I'm going to use it to hurt your interest, that's somehow we can yeah, still do it. Okay, but this whole thing is a fiction, but it's a good point. It's a Zuchin that ultimately hurts you. Okay, anyway, um, a, a Koshu, even a small amount. V'kama Koshu, how much is a small amount? Amarav Chiyabarashi, you gotta love the bar. Amarav, Afil Kwach Shokruf, even if it's like just one like head of, head of uh, cabbage, even the, that's a square inch, that would be enough. All right. Me the size of a... Yeah, the size of a cabbage head. All right. I'm going to have Yehuda. A few Even if he didn't... Even if he doesn't own the plot of land, even if he just has it... You know, has it lent to him? He, you, you lent him. Uh, you know, I've lent you space to use your to, have, to put your oven on my property. So since you have rights to a certain space area of my property, that's like you have land, and that allows me to write a prusbo. Okay, the turn of the rhyme. Cousin of prusbo. Any is that really true? Batani Hillel and cousin prusbo al otitznakov. Hillel himself taught that you can only write a prusbo if the guy has a the, the famous flower pot with the hole in it. Bilvad. So nakovim she nakov. So if you, I had a flower pot, if the, if the debtor had a flower pot without a hole in it, I couldn't write a prusbo. But the Gemara says, am I? Because then it wouldn't be considered karka. But why not? But, if, but where is he putting right, his flower pot, right? You need a place to hang your hat. You need a place to put your flower pot. So where's, where are you putting your flower pot? Either on your own land or on a space, some land that somebody lent you. Somebody allowed you to put your flower pot on their land. So then you have rights to that plot of land that your flower pot is on. So if borrowed land works, why sh- uh, anything? If you have anything other than the shirt on your back, if you have any place to put any possession, you should be able to write a uh, principal. Okay. So the Gemara says, yeah, yeah. Who cares about the net or the, or the "That's the point. Even if the thing isn't karka, if you have a place to put your possessions down, I should be able to write a principal because you have now rights to some land." So the Gemara says, and I don't understand the answer. The Gemara says, "Lo uh, it's not directly on the ground. It's on. It's on like it's on uh, like pegs. Okay, but I don't get it. But who gives you right? 
to uh, to put the pegs on the ground. So maybe it's like, I don't know, if I basically, maybe it's like I let you put your flower pot on my table. Don't put it on the floor. You can put it on the table. So maybe you, own, you don't have rights to actually the ground itself. Yeah, I lent you space on my table, but I didn't lend you space, I didn't lend you space on the property itself. Are we Thank sure you so that much. that's what's being discussed or is it that the Atsis and Ashub itself is the property? No, that's the point. The Lord says, even if the Atsis is not Nakuv and it's not itself the property, if, it's, if property includes the right to use land, so any place that you're putting your possession is, uh, is land. And I says, no, maybe you only have right to put your possessions on somebody's table. You don't have right to put your possessions on somebody's ground. And therefore, you have no rights to anybody's land, and therefore you can't write a prisbo. That would be the... What? Yeah, apparently that's not enough. Okay? Mm. I understand. Okay, anyway. But once... Obviously, what the Gemara is doing here is it's trying to have this requirement maybe to satisfy the mechanism of prisbo, maybe as I said, to make prisbo a little more limited, to not make it that everybody does it, right? Sort of like the shmua push. And then we have the push back and says, okay, you need karka? Let me tell you something. Everybody's got karka. Even if you, you have a right to just put your possessions down on a square inch of land, you've got karka. So, every, so you can always write a prisbo. Okay? Unless it's crazy case that all you can do is keep your stuff on somebody's table, but you can't actually put it on the floor. Alright, so now the Gemara says like this. Ravashi makni le gidma dikla. Ravashi transferred the, uh, like, uh, you know, a, uh, what do you call it, a, 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 um, a uh, new a um, uh, like a like a trunk of a um, of 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 a uh, of a pru- uh, what a palm tree thank you a trunk of a palm tree he transferred it to somebody the cost of a you know the person that he that owed him money through a third party he transferred the trunk the cost of a prisbal he wrote a prisbal on it so presumably that's like it sounds like maybe he wasn't thrilled with the idea of just the fact that the guy had rights to use land he wanted him to really own land but he still transferred a l- tiny little piece of land and did it. Okay, now, Rabbanu Debei Ravashi, the rabbis of Ravashi's yeshiva, Masi Milayu Lahadadi, they didn't write anything. They just verbally gave over the, their loans. They said, oh, you know, there they were in yeshiva. They went over to the next table. They said, hey, you three guys, stop learning for a second. You're my basin. I'm giving you over my loans. Fine, goodbye. Hey, wait, now I'm giving you over my loans. Okay, fine, goodbye, we're done. Okay, so that's what they did. Okay, so that's sort of like what Rav Nachman said. I want to make it almost automatic. And based on this, some Rishonim say that this is because, like, maybe Hashemotas Ksofen nowadays is maybe only needed Hasidus, and therefore, you know, at least some of these Amorai maybe felt that, and therefore they felt you could just trivial, anything you do as a Zecher to acknowledge that it exists suffices. Okay, but someone to say, well, maybe it's only Tamir Chachamim, we don't, we don't trust them to abuse this, or whatever, or they'll know, the, they'll, you know, they'll understand that, and so on. So, it's interesting how some of this plays out, Lahalacha. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this, um, uh, uh, so Rabbi son said uh, gave it over verbally to Rabbi Yehuda. You and your two friends there, you'll be my basin. Amalei, he said to him, uh, Do I not? Uh, uh, um, he says, um, do, um, do, um, I'm sorry, Amalei. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amalei, Chichan He said, Do I need to do anything else? Amalei, no, you're done. Goodbye. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm done. Like a yachin mumche can also be, or maybe that's, yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, lo karka karka. If he has no land, okay, but um, the the creditor. This is basic. It seems clearly there was a development, right? It seems clearly that originally when they said you needed land, it was a serious thing, and now we've made it very much of a fiction. The idea of land to the point that here, not only does it seem like they didn't worry if the guy had land, they didn't even worry to write a prisma. They just did it all verbally and they were done. Said, said a few words, magic. It was done. Okay, but now we're going back and quoting the earlier Mishnayot that seemed to have been in the time when it was more serious type of a thing and you really did need land. And then it's going to deal with, well, what happens if the debtor didn't have land? Okay? Ain't Lokarka, the debtor didn't have land. Are Yesh Lokarka, but the guarantor of the loan had land. Kosama Prizl, that would be okay because eventually, ultimately, you could collect the land from the guarantor. Okay? Lo Arev Ain't Lokarka, if the credit, if the, if the debtor and the guarantor did not have land, but, so I lent money to Ruvain. Ruvain doesn't have land. Shimon the guarantor doesn't have land. But Levi, 
owes money to Ruvain, and Levi has land. So in that case, Kotlin left Prusbo. Then I could also write a Prusbo. Why? Because ultimately, I could get access to Levi's land. How could I get access to Levi's land? You know, Reb Nussan, from what Reb Nussan says. To tiny Reb Nussan, how do I know that if I have lent somebody $100, and he has lent somebody else $100, that I can get from, I can sort of, you know, jump over the middle guy. I can take, so Levi owns Ruvain money, Ruvain owes me money, I can go straight to Levi and collect the money, okay? And therefore, I, I have access to that land, and therefore I can write Prisbal. How do you know you can do that? You give to the person to whom the, uh, you know, the, 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 the guilt is, uh, you know, or, or, or the debt is due. I mean, here it's reading red as debt. The debt is owed. So eventually, that money is coming to me, I can go straight to that guy. Okay, Tanan Hassan. We taught over there. Hashiyas mishametes as a mal as a milva. Beim b'shtar be. This is all mishnayit from shmit shiyas. Okay. Hashiyas mishametes as a malva. Shmita annuls the loans. By the way, the, uh, what we haven't said yet is, as people, but if people know, because we just finished a shmita year, is that annuls the loans at the end. Okay, not at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year. Although there's a Rambam in Parish Mishnayis that seems to have vacillated about that. But anyway, it's basically it annuls the loans at the end. Okay. Hashiyas mishametes as a milva. Beim b'shtar beim shelo right before Rosh Hashanah of the year after uh, of the year uh, of you know right at the end of the Shemitah year okay whether it annuls loans whether the loan you know, before Prisbal in terms of the mechanism of Shemitah whether the loan was with a star with a document um, and whether or not now the purpose of a document is that usually a document means not only that it will be easier to prove and easier to collect but also that there would be liens on Karka okay and that as we've seen Karka is a, karka is a relevant factor so well we'll take a look um, but this was before Prisbal anyway. This was, you know, without the context of Prisbal. Just stam, the Shri's Mishamit. Okay? Be'er Mishar ben Shalobashar. Rav Shmuel Dami Tavayu. Now, what does a star mean? That it, that it, that it annuls. The star means Charshi Yesh Barachayas Nechassim. If the star actually has written in it that there are liens on the land. Shalobashar Sh'ein Barachayas Nechassim. Without a star doesn't literally mean without a star. It means even a star that doesn't have it literally written in. Um, and therefore, it basically annuls all debts, even a star that has explicitly written le- leans into it and therefore it certainly annuls even a more abstract debt like you know these debts are more concrete a more abstract debt like a purely verbal debt that's how they explain it Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shimon Lucky Shemitavai say no the star when it says it annuls a debt that, that has a document that's star that's a document that does not have the actual liens explicitly written into it okay and um Shalobishtar without a star is a, is what it sounds like. Milvalpe. It's an or, it's a verbal death. There's no no document at all. So what's the point of saying that? Because they want to say there's one type of star that is so powerful that Shemitah is not Mashami. Even without a prisbo. If it has the de- the the uh, what do you call it the actual uh, liens written in, then it is not mishamed. Now, why not? Um, so one of the reasons could be, and why does it matter that it's written in? Don't we say that every star has uh, liens, even if you don't explicitly label it? So here's the classic lumdus that they say in the yeshiva, which is that even if there's always liens for a, a, doc, a, a debt in a star, even if it's not explicitly written, there's a concept that how do you conceptualize the idea of a lien. Do you conceptualize the idea of a lien as a right that I can exercise? Or do you conceptualize the idea of a lien as an actual partial ownership of the property itself? Okay? And that then I can be sort of made fully, you know, manifest when I actually am collecting the debt, but it's actually already an ownership in the property. So some, I think these even Rishonim that imply this, that when when the star is written, when when the the Achrayas are written in the star, the star itself serves, get ready for this as also a star mecher a star to transfer rights of your property to me so you bent a thousand dollars to me and we identified and we said I have rights now I have liens on your property that star is not only a star riot to prove that you owe me money it's a star to transfer so those property rights to me you can't go on the property before the no debt. those rights allow me to seize it when the debt isn't paid if you don't pay if, right when the debt isn't paid but, but they are actual rights in the property it's itself it's actually a partial ownership not conditional 
a sort of a, a type of an ownership of the property. Okay? So anyway, if you understand it that way, you understand why Shemitah wouldn't be Mishamit. Because it's now actually more in my possession already. Right? It's less of a debt. It's already in something that I already partially own. Okay? So that's the position of Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. Um... Tiny Kavasid Reb Yochanan Reb Shim Ben Lakish, and we try to break it like them. Star Chov Meshamit. Star, if it's in, if the debt in the document it is annulled, the Indiyesh Bar Chayes Nechosim. But if it's written in it, is liens Eino Meshamit is not, and this is without proofball. This is just on its own. Okay. Tanya Ida, we done another brayser. Siim Lo Soda Achas Balvaso Eino Meshamit. If you specifically um, identified the field that you plan on collecting from and taking, if the debt is in paid, then it's not Mishami. Then it's, again, like that field's already in your possession. Even if you didn't identify the particular field, you just said, all of my property, you know, is encumbered. All of my pro- it's a, you have a lien on all my property, meaning you wrote the Achrayas in the star, then it's not Mishami. So that's, again, like Reish Lakish and Reb Yochanan, that when the Achrayas is written in the star, it's like you already have some possession in the, in the property, and you don't need a prusbo, even without any prusbo, you know, even the Iker Hadin, the Shemitah is not Meshamit that. Yes. Why is the term Nechasim used to designate Karka as opposed to Nechasim? That was the uh, more. That was the more actually the more the, old, the older way of referring to Karka. Yeah, right. Well, or only landed property. The property that can have a lien is the land property. Created Ravasi. So Ravasi's relative had a star. And money was owed to him, and the star had written in explicitly the, the liens. Um, he came to Ravasi and he said to him, "Is Shmita going to annul this?" Loan, I'm away in the Mishamit. It's not going to annul it, so you don't have to have even write a prisbo. Shavke, so he left him. But also, coming to Rabbi Yochanan, he went to Rabbi Yochanan. I know he didn't like the answer, but maybe the one was he loved the answer. But he's going to have to collect. It's not enough to have one person's opinion. You have to know that you're going to be able to win the case. So he wanted to make sure that there was a consensus about this, right? You understand? It's not like I'm saying am I allowed to do this on Shabbos? I get the answer I want. I'm not going to ask somebody else. Okay, but here you want to know: Am I going to be able to collect this debt after Shemitah? So you don't just want one person's opinion. And you want to make sure that there's a rabbinic consensus about this, or else I'm going to have to write a prisbol. Well, that's true also. All right, maybe that's true also. He came to Yochanan. I'm a Mishamit. So Yochanan said, "No, I'm sorry. Shmita's going to annul it. You, you better write a prisbol." Okay. So also, um, other of us, he's coming to Yochanan. I'm Mishamit. I'm sorry. What's that? I'm I'm a Mishamit. So other of us, so who said it's not going to be Mishamit, and he heard back that Rabbi Yochanan said that it would. So now he went coming to Yochanan. Wait, wait, what did you say? I want to make sure. What do you think about this loan? Is it going to be an old or not? I'm He said to him, I'm It's going to be an old. But we just learned ten lines earlier in the Gemara. He didn't say that. Anyway, you just said, you and you and you say that if a star has a Christ and Chosim written into it, it's not an old. What are you doing paskening otherwise? Amalei said to him, What? Just because we can make an argument means we should rule by it? Of course. Now, <laughs> of course, like, what's all of Shas if not that? So you might remember that Rabbi Yochanan had that line earlier in the Gemara, but there he had it when he was comparing two unlike cases. It was a real medamim. He was comparing the discussion about writing by Shabbos to writing by a get. So there you could say that's just an analogy. Maybe there's completely different halachas should govern. Okay, but here it's not an analogy it's not Madamim. he's actually arguing you know, there's a question that if it's like you know how what are the parameters of what types of debts are Shemitah and Shamit and you know but here it just means like look like maybe so like I didn't have any textual evidence which is true by the way the earlier argument had no textual evidence so it says just because we think something intuitively is correct that this should be different and Shemitah should not be Mishamit right I don't have any textual evidence and I'm not prepared to rule by it okay so that that was a very interesting reversal. This earlier concept, this earlier discussion was just like they were sort of banding about ideas in the base measures. Well, apparently, but now the Gemara is going to say, "What do you mean they did have textual evidence? Meaning you didn't have a pasuk, but you had brises that ruled like it." At 
least you had a brisa that supported you. It wasn't just stam uh, svara. Okay, so Gemara says the the ha. So Gemara says like this. Um, but we had a brisa. So okay, you know, I understand initially maybe you said it as a svara. Like it seems to me that this is a, enough of an ownership of the land as not But we had a brisa that supported you. Okay, I'm not sure that brisa is exactly rely. You know, can I use it to back up my opinion? Because maybe it follows an opinion of Beit Shammai. What's Beit Shammai? The Amr Shkar Homid Likvos Kagavoy Dami. We know Beit Shammai says elsewhere that if you have a document, a debt in a document, and the time has come for the for the debt to be paid, it's like it's already in your possession. It's like the money is already in your possession. So just because there are opinions out there that certain types of debts with Sharot are not Meshamate, I don't know if we can rely on them for how we, you know, because we understand that until the debt's been paid, it's not in your possession, like Beit Hillel. Okay, so it's quite interesting. It was a good, a very good Svara, supporting Brightas, but when his push comes to shove, he's not willing to do it. Maybe because it was so easy to write a Prusbo, you know, why not just go ahead and write a Prusbo and take care of it that way. Alright, so now the Gemara continues. Tanan Hassam. We taught over there. Um, back to Mishnah in Shviyas. We're just going through Mishnah, the Mishnayot. The tenth parak of Shviyas, most of Shviyas is about Shemitah's Karka. The tenth parak is all devoted to Shemitah's Ksafim. And this Gemara is basically doing a quick survey of the Mishnayot of the tenth parak of Shviyas. Okay, so, Tanan Hassam. We taught over there because there's no Bavli on Shviyas. Okay, Hamavis Chavero, and it's not so. Okay, Hamavis Chavero most, Alamashkon. If you lend money and you actually have taken collateral, okay, so you don't have Karka, but you've got collateral that most are starosa of the based in or if you actually really give over the, the star to based in and mishamdin that's without prusbos hillel's takana that's like meikar hadin a real giving over of the star to based in it's not mishamdin and a real collateral and as we said hillel's takana hillel's prusbos could be like a fiction of most starosa of the based in it works with that idea it's not the real thing but that's at least a fiction it works as, as if it's that okay but here we have in addition to that the idea of mashkon which is similar to things we've been talking about when you, the thing is in your possession okay so the Gemara says like this Ein Mishamti Bishlema Moshe Shoros of the Beistin I get when you hand it over to a Beistin the Tafsilu Beidina Beidina is the one that's in possession of it and A they have the power to collect it so maybe it's like they've already collected it certainly it's not that you are no longer in the process of collecting and therefore it's not annulled El Amavu Lamashkon my timer but why if you've got collateral okay so I'm so it seems like the answer is obvious given what we've been alluding to by Karka but let's see what the Gemara says I'm a rubber mishum to tafsile because you're, take, you, you're holding on to it so it's like it's already collected I'm a rabbi so Abayi said Elamiyata Hilveo v'darba chatzeo v'tafsile hachinami Salo mishamit if you lent him money and you just happen to be like living in his property on his property would we also say that it's not mishamit meaning I get the meaning and the, presumably that means if you take a look at Tosos um um, okay, so let's say you actually lent him money, and you, with the right to collect from from his, you'll seize his house if he hasn't paid up, and you happen to be living in his house. You're rent, you're renting his house. So we should also say, just because it's physically impossible. Now the question is like, uh, why not? Weren't we talking before about like Karka and Yishibu Nechassim? But maybe again, maybe the Gemara says that discussion was only when, A, we were debating it, and in the end Rabbi Yochanan did not go that far, did say that it might not be enough that it's, it's Shibu Nechassim, even if it's written in the document. And maybe even if it was good, it was only because it was explicitly written in the document that really gave you real rights to it, real partial ownership. But by this, it might be physically in your possession, but where do we get the idea that you have that same type of ownership in it, you know, that we were discussing before by a case of Karka when there was a He's star? So the Gemara understands. First of all, you've got to remember also, what does the Torah say that you do with a mashkon? You know what the Torah tells you to do with a mashkon? You give it back every night or every morning or whatever. So, so, so the point is, it might be that it's physically in your possession, but as opposed to the discussions of Karka earlier, the Gemara assumes right now, you don't have any 
real ownership over it, so why should that be good enough? Let's see what the answer is. Okay. So anyway, so Gemara says like this. Amale, he says back, Amale, no, shiny mashkin to kindle in with the Yitzchak. No, 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 no. A mashkin, maybe specifically metaltalin, you actually do have a part, a sense of an ownership over it, based on the drush of Rav Yitzchak. How do you know that the creditor owns the mashkin to some degree? When you return it that evening or the next morning, um, depending on whether it's a night garment or a day garment, there will be righteousness will be accorded to you. In If you don't own it, why is it called tzedakah? Okay? Because it's reading tzedakah as we define tzedakah, not the way the pasuk means by tzedakah. Tzedakah means money of yours that you give to somebody else. Okay? Right. So anyway, so you have some ownership on it, and therefore, since it's like you already have taken possession of your debt, Shemitah is not Meshameh. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're just going to have to end here. So, I don't know. So we will have to pick up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I agree.